Hi, everybody. Welcome to Side Note with Catherine and Marlo. I'm Marlo. And I'm Catherine. And this is the show where two long distance friends talk about everything and nothing. <laughs> I do not know why I laugh after I say that every time, but I feel like <laughs> I feel Thank like you. there's like an it's like there's like an audience coming up and they're like they're all clapping and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it feels like part of the intro now. It feels like like the RuPaul laugh as part of the intro. <laughs> like it's just we have you have never complimented me more than right now <laughs> by comparing me to RuPaul. And speaking of RuPaul, we are going to talk about television. <laughs> so obviously with everyone in, during this pandemic, we're spending a lot more time indoors. So I thought it would be fun for us to talk about the things that we're watching. What are we watching? Why are we watching it? What's interesting to us? Yeah, because I don't think, I think there's like, there is some overlap between you and I, obviously. So for those of you that don't know uh, the ins and outs of <laughs> Catherine and I's, personal life <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much everyone <laughs> which is everyone everyone uh every sunday well i think we started this back in may i want to say maybe april oh yeah it was pretty year. early in the pandemic and i remember us thinking like we'll just do this as like a fun pandemic thing while everyone's in like lockdown right. and now it's like whatever nine months later and we're still doing it still <laughs> which doing is it. Says good things about our friendship and bad things about, you know, the state of the world. Right. Well, <laughs> fuck the world. <laughs> Let's In talk about us. So what we've, been, what we've been doing, <laughs> what we've been doing since like April or May or pretty early on in the pandemic is every Sunday we have blocked out two to three hours to watch a show together uh, using the, I guess it's the browser extension known as Teleparty or something. It, it yeah. used to be Netflix Party, but now it's Teleparty. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to sync up with a friend or multiple people and you all watch the same show, movie or program, whatever, at the same time. And you can have a, like a small little chat room on the side while the show's still going on. And it's for someone who is a, who talks through movies all the time. This is great for Catherine. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't, I don't have to verbally like interrupt the show or she doesn't have to rewind or anything. <laughs> I thought you were reading me for being someone who talked through TV shows, which is also accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you? I've never noticed that. I mean, I guess we're both like chatting in the chat box. <laughs> right, like side. we're normally, even in person, I feel like we're normally chatting through. Maybe you just thought that I was only chatting like in response to you, but no, I also love to talk through a program. Okay, so <laughs> really this is a good program, <laughs> good browser extension for anyone who wants to talk through a movie, but not interrupt the movie in case your friends are not cool like us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right, we started off with, wow, that was a long side note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we started off the this whole thing of watching on Sundays with uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. And how many seasons is that? Like four or five, I want to say? Actually only know. three. Oh, is it only three? That makes more it's, sense, actually. It's only three, and I remember that because I feel like there should be a chapter for each element, and there's not. And right. it makes me mad every time. Oh, right, because there's, there's not a chapter for air because they were... You know, right. They there, were there are off. no spoilers. They were killed off. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so we really enjoyed that, and that was a lot of fun for for a show that was animated and a show that is quote unquote meant for kids. I guess um, it did have a lot of heart. The writing was really good. the The character development was great. You got to see these kids grow up, and I really enjoyed that show a lot this time around because I didn't finish it the first when it was like live. I guess. Um, 
mainly because when when it was around, I was a teenager. And for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, my mom slash biological grandmother, we will get into that at some point. There will be an episode about family and we will get into it, honey. I was going to say, that's a hell of a side note to just like- That is a side off. note. Just drop it. My mother slash my biological grandmother. <laughs> uh, and then which, walk away. <laughs> just walk away. We will get into it at some point. Not right now. This is about television, you guys. Focus. Television. <laughs> But uh, so she happened to love this show to death. And of course, as a teenager, oh, you like it? I don't like anything. You know, I don't like anything associated with it. So I had to like step away from it. But looking back <laughs> on it, it was really nice to A, watch the show with so much heart, um, but also like sort of connect, connect with her on that, on that end. And then also like enjoy it with you, which was really cool. It was really fun. And I definitely enjoy, I had seen it before all the way through before watching it with you, but it was such a long time ago that I remembered like the major plot points, but not most of the show. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you had already gone through all of it. That's really. Yeah. I had already watched all of that and all of Cora, which we watched next. Yeah. We followed it up with Cora, which. Right. But I had watched them probably like, I don't know, five or more years ago. So it was one of those where I was like, you know, I remember this happened and that happened, but like everything in between was just a question mark. <laughs> Big old question mark. Oh, oh that's cool. Cause it was all, it was all for the, I think I seen a third of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, so two thirds of it was brand new. And then I'd seen nothing of Korra. So that was all new. And Korra, while I'm, I'm glad that they followed up the story, you know, there is the, the, pa the passing of time. I think they flash forward like 30 40 years something like that yeah something like that something like that the next uh, generation basically the next generation exactly oh oh there's a side <laughs> note there i see what you did there um it's the next generation of of uh airbend of benders i guess uh and while ang had ang and his gang had a lot of game oh but by, by the way spoilers ang dies uh <laughs> spoilers uh he's dead he's not in the legend of Korra. uh and I don't think it has to be spoilers when the show came out like a full decade ago. I will give spoilers for anyone anytime because I hate being spoiled, but I also love spoilers. I'm a complicated I individual. I love spoilers. <laughs> I'm a you know that because you're constantly having to tell me to not spoil you. That's true. Uh, and then there, but there are times where I'm like, you know what? I don't care about this. Go ahead. Spoil it. <laughs> I always ask very specifically, like, do you want spoilers? Or do you want, like, half of a spoiler? And I'll just, like, tease something for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I do love a tease when it comes to TV shows. When it comes to TV shows. Any other time, don't do that to me. <laughs> so that was another long side note. <laughs> we are struggling today. <laughs> <laughs> what did we start off talking about? Oh, we started off talking about us starting to watch TV shows together on Sundays. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but I just want to say one thing about Cora, because after, after we finished with Aang, we went to Cora. Cora, I think, struggled a little bit in the beginning. It just didn't, um, mainly because Cora wasn't the most likable character, so it's hard to uh, be on her side right off the bat. Um, mm -hmm. There wasn't, like, there wasn't enough time for us to, like, be introduced to this person. Um, we just sort of, like, were thrown into it, and... We, you know, you do see her grow through the show, but it's it's not the it's not the same as as like with Aang. So part of that is because of how we were introduced to her, but the other half is also like we um, there's such an age difference, right? Because Aang is like twelve when we we first meet right. him. Right. I mean, and he's Cora an actual like child, and Cora is basically an adult. 
right? Is like, she a full adult or like a late teenager, like 16, She's like a maybe? late teenager when we meet her, but by the end of the series, she's a full adult. She's a full woman, yeah. Yeah, she's okay. definitely over 18 by the time, yeah, yeah. like at the end of the last episode of, this, of yeah. the story. Yeah, and then there's like some uh, bisexual undertones, I guess, at the end of it all for her. Which is great, but it didn't. I don't didn't think seem... that's an undertone. Was that's it an, an undertone? It's an overtone. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't see my hands. You didn't see my hands because this is this this is not a visual medium. But my, I did the 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 wrist flip or whatever. The, oh. oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I guess so. I don't know. It didn't. I wish they would have leaned into it more and given me. I don't know. A woman on woman kiss. I would have liked that. Would have been nice. That yeah. would have been nice. It's they one just of those held hands. Where... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. They would have been nice for, for to see more, <laughs> more than them just holding hands and walking into a light, a beam of light, I guess, to the spirit world. A spirit yeah. world. Yeah, sure. the spirit world. I agree. And it's definitely one of those things where the media that came after it, they made it more explicitly clear, not like explicit, mm-hmm. explicitly clear, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. But um, they did, they did mention it like later on. Uh, right like in the, the comics ended. and stuff and now when nick does like pride week stuff they include cora who's nick nickelodeon oh nick. <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i was like who the fuck is nick and why are you talking about who who's nick you got someone nick, like <laughs> nick at night did you not grow up on nick at night <laughs> i did grow up with nick at night but it didn't click to me like it didn't, oh my god <laughs> The, the connection wasn't there for me. I'm sorry. I'm dying. <laughs> who is Nick? <laughs> who, the fu- who the fuck is Nick? <laughs> it was very sad. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then we finished both of those shows. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we finished those shows. And then I'm going to let you talk about this because this, this is a passion project that I have joined you in on with you on. <laughs> um, so we finished that. And then we started what, Catherine? Then we started Star Trek The Next Generation, which I am thrilled to finally be introducing Marlo to after years of dragging him to panels that he didn't really care about at Awesome Con. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is foundational, like, sci-fi 101. It does feel, oh, it does feel like sci-fi 101. And as someone who's not huge on sci-fi, I am very much enjoying uh I'm enjoying the struggle of like the, the first season of a show like this. Um, I'm I'm excited for when the show when the show starts to get better and it is starting to get better. Like I think as soon as oh spoilers, what's her name? Who just died? Tasha. Tasha Yar. <laughs> spoilers. Oh guys, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Tasha dies in the first season. Oh this is actually 40 year old television now so. hey maybe if someone's starting and they get obsessed with tasha and then they find out she dies in the first season you know they're they're they know it's happening i don't know yeah like like some people here i was i was genuinely like surprised like i was sh- gooped i was gooped and gagged that she was dead i, I worked very hard to not give that away to you <laughs> right because i think on the first episode i was like "Ooh, she gives me strong lesbian energy i hope she i hope she lasts i hope she doesn't get recast or something i like her <laughs> you were literally in the first episode like i love this commander yar bitch and i was like oh no <laughs> do not get attached <laughs> i was so it, sad to see her go and it was such an unceremonious ending i felt like it was like two yeah. minutes in into the episode boom she's dead and they're like we have to get her to the emergency room or whatever uh wait no what is it called the 
<laughs> sick bay. <laughs> sick bay. Oh my god, the sick bay. We have to get her to the sick bay. They get her that. Nah, girl, she did. She oh, did. I was like, okay, cool. They're gonna they're gonna bring her back. It's cool, everyone. Like I was not. It didn't hit me until the, they were doing the funeral at the end, and I was like, she really did. Damn. Yeah, you like panic chatted me. You're like, oh shit, she's really gone. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, they'll, like, reverse time or something. Or, like, oh, you know, we have another Tasha, like, clone just sitting around. Just, we'll turn her into an android, like, Data or whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, I, 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 I think I'm enjoying it for the most part. I, there, are, there are definitely some clunker episodes here and there, but every show has that. I'm really liking uh, Data. He's so endearing. Like you just really want to like root for data. You do. He's yeah. so he's so kind and he's trying so hard. Like it's hard not to love him. I think he's my favorite too. So I'm super biased. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, he's just so enjoyable, and everyone, everyone on like, or at least the characters, not the cast themselves. Obviously, I don't know the cast, but the characters themselves are constantly like just shutting him down. That's enough, data. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, he's an android, but geez, be <laughs> nice. Give me a break. I know. <laughs> even when, even when my Alexa like tells me an answer, I was like. Hey. <laughs> Like, I'm just like, like they're robots, but geez, just are you are you a human? Because you're acting like a dick right now. <laughs> and oh, and before we move on, before we move on, I have to talk about I have to talk about the the dude. What's his name? <laughs> Please the tell dude. me you're gonna you're gonna talk about Riker. <laughs> I am going to talk about Riker. I'm I know that he is not a villain. I understand in my, in my heart and in my head that he is not a villain. But every time, he, he seems so grimy to me. <laughs> he seems like, he seems like, ugh. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm waiting for it to be revealed. But like, I'm a double agent. I'm here to fuck shit up. You know what I mean? I'm waiting for the episode. I, allegedly, this never happens. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm supposed to be waiting. sexy. You're not taken in by his innate sex appeal. <laughs> I am, I am repulsed by his innate sex appeal. The only time I found him sexy was that one episode where he's basically just wearing a piece of fabric, uh, Michelle Visage, just it's a oh, piece yeah. of fabric. <laughs> and like you see the chest hair and I was like, okay, I could get into this. I could get it. And then every other time he's trying to be like sexy or whatever and, and or like talk about women. Uh, I'm just like, <laughs> ooh, get out of here, you grimy sir. Maybe she doesn't want to be touched by you. Ugh. <laughs> That was a great episode when he walked around in that like tunic with the incredibly deep V the whole it, time, and he had just like one tit out the whole episode. Just one tit out. One. Tit, it's a look. It's a look. That was a very right. Like, that was that planet where everyone where the where the where the gender roles were switched and the women were in charge of everything. Right. Yep. That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> I like that episode. Yeah. So we're still working our way through that. We haven't even finished season one of the Next Generation. Um, but we're getting close. And then, uh, spoilers, spoilers, after season one, we get, we get Whoopi. Whoopi ends up on this show, which is yes. great. She's just a guest star, so she's not in, like, every episode. I feel like I need to warn you. But oh, she, like... my. Well, you know what, guys? We just finished watching The Next Generation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's only a guest star? Okay, well, it's still star. Whoopi. It's still Whoopi. It'll be cool but it's to because watch because she was, like, hashtag booked and blessed at the time. Mm -hmm. She wanted to be on the show, but she was so busy doing, like, other movie star shit. 
that she couldn't. Oh, and so she's like her being a guest star on the show is her like clearing her schedule to the best of her ability to make time for a show that she was personally invested in, which I think is cool. That's so cool. I would love to have that sort of power or stardom. Right? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I can't do the show, but I'll do a guest appearance, I suppose. You know. Right. She was like, I will show up as often as I can possibly show up. That's so cool. I love that. And the, uh, so even before you told me that she was on the show, I knew that she was going, there were, at some point or another, she was going to be on the show. Right. Um, because I had seen the interview uh, with uh, Patrick Stewart on The View. Yes, I'm a 35-year-old woman who watches this show. <laughs> I have two kids. Uh, they're in the house all the time, and The View is what keep, keeps me sane. Uh, <laughs> Bitch, you took me there. <laughs> I, I took you there. I took you there. Um, but he, they were doing an interview because uh, there is a spinoff series through CBS or ABC or whatever, one of the three letters. You right, CBS. Um, they are doing, uh, they or they're doing, or they already started the re, uh, uh, a spinoff with just Picard, I guess, uh, the captain. Uh, I haven't seen it. I, I don't I'm know. If say, it's a, I love your full willingness to just guess. Yeah. <laughs> what's happening in this show yeah i like i don't know what's happening some sort of spin-off something he's he's the the main character but something is happening and it's related to the character picard the captain um this is true. <laughs> and he asks whoopi to do it you know on behalf of the show if she would be willing to come back and do uh, an appearance to like that bring back so that cute. character uh, and she gets so uh, she gets so emotional. She starts crying and like, and she's just so happy and so she doesn't even know what to say. She's speechless. And for Whoopi, and as a fellow loudmouth, it's hard to get a speechless. But goddamn it, she was speechless. And it's just a cute moment. So uh, at some point, we will have to watch Picard as well. So yes. I don't know if you've already watched it. I'm assuming you have. I have. We got to work our way up. But we, we got yeah. We got a long time to work our way up to there. Related to Whoopi and Star Trek, have you seen the interview she does where she's talking about how inspired she was as a kid by Uhura on the original season or the original series? Because it's really sweet. I do not know. Who's who's that? Who's that person? So Uhura was uh, a character on Star Trek, like the original 1960s Star Trek. Oh, with Uh, what's his face? Oh, and that other guy. Yeah, them. (laughs) But uh, no, what are their names? What are the actors' names? Uh, Shatner, and Shatner, okay. and Leonard Nimoy is probably who you're thinking of. Kirk and that Spock. Is, that is exactly what I was thinking. Thank you so much for filling the gaps and I for know, the girl. audience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's also um, a character, Uhura, who is played by. Oh God, I could have come up with her name at any moment except for this moment when I'm being asked to remember it, and it's very important. When you, I'm, I'm, you keep talking, and I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Google it, <laughs> but. Uh, it was really groundbreaking. She's a black woman playing a main role on a science fiction show, which as of you know that point was pretty unheard of. Michelle Nichols. Was, thank you, Michelle yeah. Nichols. I knew it was like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, I couldn't get there. Okay. But anyway. and so the character's name is Natoya Uhura? Yep. Uhura? Okay, cool. But also more importantly, the first uh, interracial kiss on US television. Oh my God! She had to kiss Shatner. I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And the episode, the episode itself is a little like, eh, because it was very clearly like in a 1960s way, like they had to kiss. You know, it wasn't yeah. like they chose to kiss because they were in love, because that wouldn't be right. 
you know, no. but still like full on like actual kiss. And it was really groundbreaking. That's um, so cool. But it's weird. Really it's cool. it's weird that we had to have a like uh, that. that yeah, there had to be a reason. It yeah. had to be yeah, a reason. But it's cool that it happened and that it happened on a sci-fi show. Right. Wow. But there's a really great interview with Whoopi where she talks about how inspired she was to see her in this role and to be like, and she talks about like calling her mom in to look at the television and being like, look at this woman, look at this black woman on television. Who's not a nanny or a cook. She's in space. You know, she's like working on the bridge of a starship and how inspiring that was to her. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool, it's a really cool clip. It's a really, it's also a heartwarming one. So that's awesome. This is another reason why representation matters so much in all of these shows, um, because, you know, when kids are watching this show, obviously with Whoopi, you want to see someone who is like you and you want to see someone who who represents some of some part of what you are so that you Mm -hmm. can say, I can do that or I can be there. or I can go out and do these things uh, just as much as anyone else. It's one of my favorite things about Trek is that they're still doing that. Like Star Trek Discovery is happening now. We're in season three. And we just got the first, like, canonically trans and non-binary characters on track. Which is, like, cool as hell. And there's uh, a gay couple that was in season one, which is very cool. You had me at gay. You had me at gay. (laughs) Well, and it's, um, God, what's his face from Rent? Oh, Uh, my God. Is it uh, Mark? Is it Mark? (laughs) (laughs) What character is Mark? Right? The main, no, because Mark's the one with the guitar, right? Like he's the musician. No, Mark's the one with the camera. Mark's the one with the camera, I think. Yeah, the main character. We are off on a side note now. (laughs) I got it. I got his name. Did you see? (laughs) (laughs) You can never go with anyone's name. Anthony Rapp. (laughs) Anthony Rapp. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So him and. um, The guitar guy is Roger. There we go. Yeah, you're right. I haven't seen Rent since high school. <laughs> yeah, no. I haven't seen it since high school either. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> but no, it's him and um, Wilson Cruz. Ooh, question mark. Hot. He's, He's hot. super hot. <laughs> I feel like I see every time I see him, I'm like, damn, yes. Correct. Correct response. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they had a couple in Discovery. And it's cute. Oh, and you're and they're on their third season. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. I have not. I've seen the commercials for the shows whenever I'm watching Big Brother or uh, Survivor or whatever. But I I I don't think I could do two sci-fi shows at the same time. No, and I think we got to work our way up. Yeah. Like, because the real truth is, we we could watch Star Trek for like the next five years probably on our pace of Sundays. Yeah. But. We only I managed to get like three or four episodes a night. <laughs> right. But you'll enjoy Discovery more if you know some of the stuff that happens in right. you know, past seasons and series of Trek. Well, it's very similar to um, the only other sci-fi show that, or maybe I, maybe I do have other sci-fi shows, but it doesn't feel like it. The only other sci-fi show that I would say is Doctor Who. That mm-hmm. one I watch fairly religiously, um, also with you. I was going to uh, say, I feel like that's my fault, too. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's pretty much, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's, that's everything. I don't know. There might be other things. I don't know. Um, but, you know, where 
you could potentially just jump into whatever current season is on, but you really want to work your way through to, to at least when it restarted back in 2005, when they did the reboot, uh, mm-hmm. and work your way through it so that you can understand a little bit more of like what's happening in that world and what references are being made, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what we're watching together, but obviously <laughs> <laughs> we are watching things not, we're not always together because we live in different states. <laughs> Believe it or not, that is not all the television I am consuming right now. <laughs> which, is, which is wild to me because I feel, I feel abandoned. I feel rejected. <laughs> Dejected. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm watching The Crown. I don't even think you like that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm good. I'm solid. <laughs> yeah, so let's hear, what, let's hear about what you're watching. What are you watching right now? So I have just finished the last season of The Crown. Which, and is it the last last season or is it the most recent season? No, it's the most recent season. It was supposed to be the last season. And then uh, Harry and Meghan went off and like fucked off and did their own thing. And the writers were like, actually, this looks fun. So oh, they extended Are you the kidding crown. me? I'm not kidding you. They're going to they bring Meghan and Harry into this? I think eventually. But yeah, like they were oh planning. This was supposed to be the last one. And this is like, this one ends... Um, with like Diana and like Margaret Thatcher just like finishes her term as prime minister or time as prime okay. minister. And, and that's is, where it ends. And this like includes, sorry to cut you off, but this includes no, no. Diana's passing. Spoilers. No, not yet. Right now, um, William and Harry are like just kids. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So this is, they're not even divorced yet. Oh, wow. Okay. They're still just married and miserable. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, <laughs> choices. <laughs> they spent a lot of time doing that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the crown. I, get, I tried to give the crown a shot a few times and um, it was a no from me after like three episodes. The pacing for me is like not there. Uh, and maybe it's because it was the early season, you know, I, it just didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. It wasn't uh didn't capture my interest enough to continue. Watching. No, like I understand and respect that. And I feel like that's actually all like the correct opinion. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I enjoy The Crown, it's not very good, just like objectively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's super bizarre because I'm not even one of those people that was like really into the royals or anything before this. Mm-hmm. Like not really particularly entranced by like royal weddings or like, what's happening or you know, drama or gossip or who's kissing who mm-hmm. like but this show i don't know it just does it for me for some weird it's like <laughs> soothing it's like very relaxing to watch okay. people who have everything just make a complete total disaster of their lives like backed up by really stunning cinematography okay i mean so if you if you're out there and you like <laughs> if you that's like your me. jam if that particular niche is your thing you should watch The Crown. You should watch it. It's got Helena Bottom Carter in it. Oh, fun. she's in it now? She's in it, yes. Oh, so wow. good. <laughs> I feel like the, I know that The Crown and who all the actors who are in it, like, they, I know, like, on the surface level that someone's in there, but it's, it's, it's not mm-hmm. enough for me to be, like, confident in, like, that information. Well, I really got into it at first because um, Matt Smith was in it. Oh, my God, Matt Smith. Yes. That's what was uh, Philip in like the early seasons. And I was like coming off of Doctor Who, of course, I was like, oh, you're a shot. That Smith is in it. I love to watch what 
Doctor Who alumni go on to do, which is, side note, how I ended up watching the entire series Secret Diary of a Call Girl, which is equally bad. <laughs> now, let's talk about that for a We're going to go off on this side note. Is that the one where she... Is she is she a hooker? She's a prostitute. Yeah, she's Billy she's, Piper. Okay. Is she's like a high end escort. Okay, okay, I'm into that. And I see. It's that. actually really like it's really hot. And Matt Smith is in it too. Matt Smith is everywhere, honey. He's <laughs> everywhere. But yeah, he's like one of the randos that she fucks. He's got like a one episode like storyline as oh. like one of the. He's not even like a regular. He's just like a guy with like a dick appointment, basically. Okay. <laughs> like, well, that's fun. I mean, everyone would want to see those two together. You know what I mean? If, if we can't have her and Tenet, um, we got to get Matt Smith, you know? <laughs> Next best thing. Next best thing. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what have I been watching? So there's two things that I watched uh, relatively recently. Uh, I worked my way through, and, and I know what you're going to say, this is crazy behavior, <laughs> but I do have a slight obsession and fascination with cults. And I know, <laughs> I, I know I have a fascination with them because um, I find it so interesting how people can get wrapped up in them. And like, at what point, like, do you start like, once you're in, like, no one signs up and says, I, you know what, I think I'll be in a cult today. Uh, there's like this slow development of things and you start forgiving things. And I, I like to see that progression and that storyline. And also the rules that are created within this world of the cult, like what's okay, what's not okay. And how did that come about? So I find that very fascinating. Yeah. About, I knew you were in an extreme er mm -hmm. sect of Christianity growing up. Yeah. Which it, makes it interesting to me that you have this interest in cult and cult behavior. Right. You know, so I grew up in one of the largest alternative religions in, in the world. Um, uh, I, I grew up Mormon. And yeah, so I think that, that, fascina that fascination stems from there because growing up, I just assumed, as in any childhood, that everyone else is also Mormon. Like that's just when they say they're going to church, so I'm assuming that they're having a similar experience to me going to my church. Uh, lo and behold, that was not true. Uh, <laughs> right but, but it, it's a perfectly reasonable assumption to make as a kid exactly exactly but then i started like questioning things and like well like how come i never see you guys at church and we're like neighbors and like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> um and, you know you you learn more about the world and whatever so it, a little bit stems from that and but i also like i don't know human behavior has always been fascinating to me and like that's true too mr psych major yes <laughs> Ding, 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 dong. Ding, dong. <laughs> you, there side go. note, side note, if you guys are not watching Glow, go, go ahead and go up. Oh glow. my God. Glow. Is it Glow up? <laughs> yeah, no, it is Glow up, isn't it? Because I was just like, Glow, yes, <laughs> but you're right. It's Glow it up. Is glow it's up. on Netflix. There's two seasons. It's a competition regarding makeup art, artistry. It's, it's fantastic. Um, go watch it. But back to, sure. back to cult. Not to be confused with Glow, which is a television show on Netflix about female pro wrestling. And it's also surprisingly good. Oh, my God. See, I haven't. Okay, another side note. Have you watched Glow? It's I got Alison Brie in it. I do love <laughs> Alison Brie. I think she's very talented. Uh, I watched one episode but it was not the first episode and i was interested but not enough to actually like run after it you know what i mean yeah uh have you seen all of it i have oh wow okay and and you recommend it yeah 
actually. I was kind of like not expecting to like it, and then I really, really did. It was cool. They got canceled recently, like oh, recently, like at the start of the pandemic, basically. Okay. Um, for pandemic reasons, actually, it was that they were gonna start filming the fourth and final season, and like COVID happened, and they were just like, Meh, actually, we're just no, done. we're just done. It was such a disappointment. COVID strikes again, you guys. Oh my god. Yeah. It was like fun and bizarre, I guess, was really what made it interesting. Was it like what an interesting setting and backdrop is <laughs> a yeah. group of cause it's basically a group of women that don't know anything about wrestling that were like wannabe actresses <laughs> out in oh, okay. like LA. Mm-hmm. They get cast more or less. And because they're all desperate, they take it and learn how to wrestle, more or less. <laughs> but, like, show wrestling, you know? Right, like, right, right. It's all fake. Or it's all fake. fake. Right. And, but then they all, like, make up these characters and get really invested and, like, start really enjoying it. And, of course, there's, like, the, like, sisterhood, like, bonding aspect of it as well. It's fun to see them. Okay. Like, make friends and really kind of become a small family as they, like, travel and do shows and, like, get picked up and have a TV show. And, like, it was neat. Okay. And that was evidently like a real thing, which I mean, would sound real dumb now the way I said that. Like, oh, that was real. Like, and that was but, all real. <laughs> but Glow was a real thing. It was a real television show. The, yeah, it was a, it was a, I remember, I remember that being a, a point of discussion when it first came out that it's based off of the show or like the original show, or whatever, where the women were wrestling or fake wrestling yeah. or whatever. Great. Cool. I don't know yeah, if it's cool. for, <laughs> cool. Cool. That dude. whole section. <laughs> I just, I don't know if it's for me. You know what I mean? I do love Alice. I and do Brie. agree that I don't think it's for you. <laughs> yeah, it's just you would think that you know people get in. Uh, maybe it's the violence, or maybe it's uh, I don't know the the drama and conflama of it all is not. It doesn't appeal to me in that sense. I don't know. The drama conflama. What did you say? I said drama conflama. Drama and conflama. Yeah, that's what I said. I've said I this before. <laughs> no, you not to me. <laughs> Not to you, not to me. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I don't know if that particular show appeals to me in that sense. Um, That's fair. But going back to cults. <laughs> this is the most side notey episode we've had. In- uh, Every time you're like, going back, I'm like, I forgot we were in a side note. But uh, I watched the whole thing of Leah Remini, Scientology, and the Aftermath. And boy, is it a doozy. Uh, so the three seasons recently came up on uh, on Netflix. You can watch it all. Uh, I would recommend maybe not watching all of it, <laughs> but some of it, because I think that so the first episode, the first season is very much about finding individuals who have been traumatically impacted by Scientology, whether it's because they're in financial ruin or they've been uh, disconnected so uh, from their families who are still within the church uh, of Scientology. And so those stories are really cool to hear because it shows you that there is obviously potential for them to get out of that church on the and be on the other side of it. But it shows you, it talks about the darks in, dark in and ins and outs of, of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And I think Leah Remini does a good job of, you know, sort of uh, guiding the audience through through the journey or whatever. And, helping people tell their stories. So I think that's, that's kind for her. The second season starts to talk more about the specifics of like the rules and why things were set up and how the church itself functions. 
and season three gets away. It's it gets it gets lost in the weeds for itself. It tries to do more of the trauma and, and dramatic parts of it all. And, and, and nothing, nothing, and this is not shade or read to the people who have actually been impacted by Scientology. I'm just saying that the third season feels like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for stories as opposed to talking about the, the larger scope or the larger story of it all. It doesn't seem as coherent as the other seasons have. And my biggest one of the, oh, they even do, they even do a side note where they have a whole episode on Jehovah's Witness. And so like, <laughs> this is not what I, I signed up to talk about Scientology. Yeah. Unless she was leading into like going, doing a whole series, like a spinoff series on Jehovah's Witness. And I'd be like, okay. I could see but, it though. Cause you could do a series like that on almost any kind of fringe exactly. religious group. Yeah. Like, and if she had done that, I would have been, I would have been game for that to like sort of lead off into a spinoff for her other, mm-hmm. like another series. But it just seemed like a one-off episode. And it was too many people talking about Jehovah's Witness in one episode to get invested in any one story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, it just didn't, feel, it didn't hit home for me at the end. But I, if you're interested in learning more about Scientology and hearing some stories, if that's your, your thing, you know, hearing some traumatic stories about religion uh, <laughs> during a pandemic, then honey, this is the show for you. <laughs> Oh, same energy, though. I did watch Unorthodox earlier in the pandemic. Have you seen that? What is that? Ah. (laughs) Uh, Same same vibe. Fictionalized account of a real story, but from uh, a woman in a very, like, orthodox sect of Judaism instead of Christianity. Okay. And her, like, making her escape, basically. From, From orthodox Judaism? What is there to escape from? Question mark. <laughs> so, and again, I want to like disclaimer that this is like one very extreme sect that is not like representative, but very much like they're very isolated. And I think there's probably been more news about that kind of stuff recently because you hear about those like ultra orthodox groups okay. up in New York mm-hmm. uh, mostly who kind of keep okay. to their own neighborhoods and their own boroughs and mostly speak Yiddish. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised actually that you haven't heard some of the more negative news, which is like- I have not heard not any of the negative news. Frankly, I think it's more complex than a one and done thing, but I won't go into that whole like political- Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't have we don't do to- Let's talk about the not show. Not what we're doing. Or the, the show talk. though. Yes. <laughs> well, it's very much like you're raised this one way and it's like, often limited English and more Gitchin Hebrew um, and like young arranged marriages are still very common mm-hmm. um, and then just general kind of restrictions especially in terms of what women can do within the community okay so that was very much the the pull for her escape <laughs> okay and um, this is a is this a mini series or is this like a movie or it's a, a mini series there's okay. like I say like five or six episodes that are each okay. like an hour-ish long. Okay. Um, I mean, that sounds interesting to me. I might. It was I really might just, good. I might just watch yeah. that. Yeah. It's interesting because I think they follow beyond her escape, which I appreciated because I feel like a lot of shows like they get on the plane or they're on the train or whatever and it like fades to black. Like they made it and it's over. And you're but, like, well, what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> on but the other hers, side. <laughs> hers very much, you get a couple episodes of her like growing up there and like her wedding and the marriage where she's miserable are kind of covered in the first 
few episodes and then she escapes she gets on a plane uh to berlin actually and just like full off leaves because her mother is a german citizen so she's got dual citizenship and she's got the papers and so she's just like i'm out wow her mother who has also escaped spoilers spoilers (laughs) (laughs) okay but yeah then the next few episodes involve her like actually kind of figuring things out and like making a life for herself and like making some friends of her own for the first time and like it's really cool to kind of watch that personal growth and it's definitely not like done you know Mm -hmm. because that's obviously a story that takes her whole life right but (laughs) yeah i appreciate that it wasn't like leave and like scene (laughs) and and this is it this is the story that's the main part like well you know there's more to it (laughs) okay all right now but there is one big topic that i do want to get into before we close out the episode let's get to it i'm ready i know what this is and i'm ready (laughs) (laughs) so the premiere of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. So if you have not watched all 12 seasons and <laughs> spinoffs of the uh, all-star seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, honey, you are missing out. You need to watch this show. It's incredible. There's artistry. There's heartfelt stories. And honey, if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. Oh my God. <laughs> Are we getting paid for this? We should be getting no, paid this. No, this is not sponsored. This is not sponsored, <laughs> But I thought it would be fun for Catherine and I to talk about our, our, our top two or three queens from the list. We're not going to go through each one because this is not a RuPaul's Drag Race review show. Uh, but, we, you know, it's a show that we love to watch, so uh, you guys should be watching too. We're going to talk about our two, two to three favorite queens, and we're going to <laughs> take a guess at who we think the first boot is. And no shade to, to any of the queens, I should say that. First and foremost, uh, I'll speak for myself, I won't speak for Catherine, but I think she'll agree. First I and speak foremost, with full shade. <laughs> full shade. <laughs> She's a shady bitch. Uh, uh, if you are a drag queen, I love you. You're doing amazing things. If, if you are performing, if you're doing any sort of drag, I love you. You're an amazing person. I love everything that you do. There are just some queens that I love more than others. So I'm not trying to be mean to anyone. No, <laughs> I can, I I mean, can be I think... a shady bitch, but I'm not, I'm not like, she should fucking die. You know, I'm not that, I'm not that oh. thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the truth is anyone who makes it onto Drag Race by season 13 is fucking insanely talented. Exactly. So even now we're like breaking the best of the best of the best. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're yeah. doing great. So. Who, who are your You're favorite? doing great, baby. <laughs> oh, honey, you're doing so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, unsurprising to you, I love Utica Queen. Like, she is fun. I do like her style. She's she has a kooky laugh. We we love a kooky laugh. <laughs> I love I love it. You be oddly bitch. <laughs> yes. No, but I mean that's very much in line with the kind of queens that I love that are kind of like artsy and a little bit off the wall and really push mm-hmm. the boundaries. As much as I joked, like I did love uh, Evie. I loved Sasha Valore. Oh my god, let's uh, not get into Sasha Valore. We else. can't get into Sasha Valore. That's a whole other we, podcast. We will have a full episode where we discuss the ins and outs of my dislike of Sasha Valore on season that nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. The closest our friendship has ever come to breaking. <laughs> Trying to paint a picture of the types of queens that I love absolutely, which is absolutely. like artsy crazy I love kimchi like I really want to see a queen that is doing interesting and innovative things with 
her makeup and her dress using them as an art form and mm-hmm. not just looking fishy you yeah. know or being funny like both of which are cool I like mm-hmm. you know again no shade those are perfectly fine things but the queens that speak to my heart are the ones that are really pushing the boundaries yeah no and I think I think Utica will be uh, Utica queen will be uh, a great queen to, to see and watch I think she's going to be an immediate fan favorite for a lot of people mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see what she does with her art because even her her promo look like it's it's this dual yellow and green thing uh, split right down the middle. It's so fun. And it, it's it's like color, it. it's vibrant, it's and it is artsy without being um, fartsy. <laughs> I loved the outfit that she had with the crochet like heart and all the organs that was Uh-oh. in her like announcement video. Did you see that? I did see that one. I did see that one. Uh, I've seen I've seen looks similar to that before where it's like crocheted pieces of organs, but I think this is the best one that I've seen. Right, with the knitting needles like exactly. stuck into her heart. It yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. It's very yeah. good. It, it was effectively done. It, it's visually impactful. Yeah, I liked it yeah. a lot. Um, so for me, one of my favorites, I love, first of all, <laughs> I love a big girl. I'm biased. I love a big girl. <laughs> and if you can make me laugh, honey, I love you. So for that, I don't, know, I don't know if she categorizes herself as a funny queen or a comedy queen, but Candy Muse is so much fun she's such a delight i like the way that she talks <laughs> i <laughs> she she knows how to she kn- she's very seems to be very self-aware and knows that she's funny so she knows how to like spin things uh, or say things in a certain way i guess i also like her style a lot and i think she was another one who's going to be a fan favorite for a lot of people just her voice is funny everything about her is great so i think she's going to do i think i think she's going to do relatively well on the show as well I think so too. She was in my top three as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like Candy News. Yep. Um, who else you got? Olivia Lux actually is up Olivia. there for me. Oh, I... Olivia Lux. <laughs> <laughs> she was just so gorgeous. I know I just went on this rant where I was like, I don't like fishy queens, like pretty queens, <laughs> but also like she, it wasn't that she was just pretty. It was mm. like she was charismatic. Like, she really looked into the camera and she smiled and she was captivating while she spoke. And I just found myself like not wanting to look away, even though she was later in the videos and definitely with some of the Queens, I was kind of burning out and was like spacing out, like checking my phone a little bit, but like Olivia was on and she had my full and undivided attention. She just like sparkled. (laughs) She really does. She really, she, she does stand out. She's very charismatic very captivating uh she is one of the younger queens right she said she's only she hasn't been doing drag for a very long time but mm-hmm. from what from all the things that she's learned she seems to be like doing a great job she's yeah she's got I think, that charisma and that's a quarter of the battle yeah it's a quarter of the <laughs> yeah right now she's just a c she needs to be a full-on unt before she can <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have no idea if she has the unt <laughs> yeah yeah but we will we'll find out i think she, she she'll be fun I hope she makes it far as well. Um, mm-hmm. She could easily be uh, like eliminated top five or six. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. I think uh, she'll make it to Snatch Game, but beyond that, it feels like a question mark until we see more of her. Exactly. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. But mm-hmm. no, she, she's, she's good. Another queen that I liked who, <laughs> who stood out for me, I guess, is Tina Burner. I'd never heard of her yes. before. I had heard of her, actually. You had? Uh, and from, how? I had. 
and I'm excited that she's on the show. Um, Reddit, mostly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, looping back to that thing about spoilers, how I love them and you don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're I like, I know who goes home first. I know what outfits they're wearing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't yet, but only because Reddit doesn't yet. So, <laughs> I love it. I love being a part of the speculation um, and, like, guessing and, like, seeing how they do all of the, like, well, this is in this commercial. We've matched up this outfit with something that we know is from at least at this point in the season. And, like, all the crazy shit they do. The Nancy Drews of Drag Race. Jesus the Nancy Christ. Drews. I love it. And sometimes they are still so wrong. Like, I remember very clearly there was, like, some spoiler nonsense going on in season six that, like, Bianca broke her leg and, like, got like sent home oh my god halfway through the competition like didn't even finish total lie <laughs> obviously because like, she's fine <laughs> she right. was fine spoilers she's fine and she won <laughs> spoilers she was won like, that was like a pretty well accepted theory at the time so I don't even feel like I'm getting spoiled I just feel like I'm in on the speculation because there always feels like this like well it could get me wrong like there's <laughs> no telling wrong. it could be wrong <laughs> yeah but uh she the the going back to Tina Burner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tina Burner, she uh she also has a lot of charisma. I think she's she she seems to have hosted a lot of shows because she knows how to talk to the camera, I guess. And so I think she's gonna be a delight to watch. I think she's definitely going to she seems to at least be or indicating to me that she's going to win uh Snatch Game. She just seems like that kind of type. <laughs> Uh, compared yes. to the other queens, <laughs> she seems more of like a theater person. I don't know, maybe maybe Rose or Joey J might give her a run for her money, but I think she's really more of that type, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see. So, those are our some of our favorites. Oh, I guess there's one more for me, anyway. Um, oh, go ahead. Those are uh, all mine. <laughs> okay. I was going to say Got Mick. I, I think Got Mick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do like her. Uh, I think I think she's gonna she's gonna do fantastic. She's gonna I think she's gonna turn a lot of big looks. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you, you know, we, we ha- it has to be mentioned uh, the first trans man on the show. If I I think I said that right. correct. Trans man on the yeah. show doing drag. Yeah, trans is who he is. Drag is what he does. And uh, yeah, well that that first look that that she has where she she has this like snake like head headdress thing and like that these was... big shoulders and like all this fabric mm-hmm. and like this cinched waist it's just it's a very cool look uh i hope i hope she's more than just a look queen and she can bring more to it but either way it's going to she's going to be great to watch agreed and i definitely feel like because of what you mentioned about her being her being gothic but being the first trans male person on the show coming in with a lot to prove and I think exactly. you kind of see that in the video yeah. you know mm-hmm. like you really get that energy <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm I'm, repre- I'm representing more than just myself and my art and my drag I'm representing uh, a part of a community you know right uh, and so yeah a lot a lot on her shoulders but I think she I, I think she'll do relatively well as well I um, but the- I'm ready to get shady on the other end of the spectrum. I want to hear the other end of the spectrum. Let's who go. <laughs> is the first boot? <laughs> so, okay, so are we doing first boot or just people that we think are going to struggle? We can do both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can do both. Okay. So I think here's who I think is going to like, one of these people is going to go home first, I think. Okay. 
I think it's either going to be, I think it's either going to be uh, Kamora or Kamora Hall, <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to be Lala Ree. I feel like it's most more than likely going to be Lala Ree. That wig yeah. was just, that wig on your promo look was just not good. <sighs> it did not, it was not blended well. There's a lot going on. I, I see what you were trying to do. It just wasn't done effectively, I guess. And I, I, I am not an expert on this, so I don't know. <laughs> but it just doesn't, it didn't look good. The way that, that she presented herself in her Meet the Queens videos, it didn't seem like she, there was a lot of confidence there. I think, the level I think of polish she, just wasn't there yet. It's not there. But even mm-hmm. she says she's like, I think the whoever the producer that's interviewing her says like so so were you ready to be on the show and she's like no I was not ready to be on the show <laughs> like okay well maybe that's maybe you go home fairly early if not first and then Kamora I just don't think uh, there seems to be a lack of self awareness a, a little bit <laughs> it, very reminiscent of Derek Barry I think <laughs> in the sense that's a that, very good way to put it yes <laughs> in the sense that you're like yeah I'm doing great I'm pretty and I can do this and I can do that but then like not not really seeing what we're seeing. Which is, like, everyone thinks I'm a pageant queen. I'm like, then why did you show up? Why did you show up like a pageant queen? Why wouldn't you show up? <laughs> why wouldn't yeah, well, you, you show say up that, but different? Derek Barry yeah. made it really far. <laughs> yeah. That's true. He, uh, what, top, top five? He, top yeah. Five? So, you know, uh, but I, I just don't, something about it feels like it, she might go home early to me. Um, no, I do agree. And what about you? Well, in addition, Uh-oh. I second those, but I'm also worried about um, Tamisha. Tamisha and seems, Mon. Yeah, she seems incredibly pageanty, which has just historically not been a great mix with yeah. what Drag Race is looking for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, you know, Jada, Jada Essence Hall, she's a pageant queen and she just won. But, yeah. Um, but something about, uh, you, you are right, pageant queens don't something about them sometimes they struggle i guess a little bit it's sh- it's shaky ground shaking ground right. on drag race and, so, and yeah some people do and some people kind of can't like trinity also kind of came in a little bit more like pageanty right and definitely turned it around you know but i think it there's definitely a time where it takes them to get their footing and mm-hmm. to like open up and some of that's definitely the edit where if someone comes in as a pageant queen they have to give them that arc of like it's okay to be funny it's okay to look ugly like you know whatever they gotta do those things but i just don't see tamisha like making it through those hurdles yeah i think there's a lot of confidence in her in her abilities because she's been doing doing drag for so long and uh, i do think that she she does do drag well it's very it is very pageanty although that breastplate honey that was an enemy that was not that breastplate (laughs) was not kind to you uh, and the producers there were not kind to you either because no one told you. So those rude, mean. Um, yeah, I, I don't think she she will be flexible enough because she's sort of cemented in her ways of how drag is supposed to be for her. She won't be flexible right. enough to like, you know, weave and whirve through all the challenges um, that are fucking crazy on Drag Race sometimes. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, kind of on a similar note, I'm also worried about Joey J, which makes me sad because I loved them. <laughs> like, oh, Joey think- J. Right, because no wigs this season. <laughs> no wigs. I'm which really I think is a mistake. Be. I think that's a lie. Definitely a mistake. I think, I think it's think either a mistake or a lie. <laughs> well, I hope it's a lie for her sake because I don't think she's going to make it very far if she refuses to wear a wig. Yeah. I'm feeling like we're going to get like Max syndrome. Like when 
Max got red to shit for only wearing gray wigs. And Joey wants to not even wear a wig at all. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's not unheard of for someone to not wear wigs. Like, to, for, like, their general look to be mostly wigless. But even those individuals brought wigs. Like... <laughs> Right, but it's like, drag race. <laughs> it's drag race. I know, I know, but you know, maybe drag is, you know, it's we're getting reaching a new level of drag race. I don't know. I don't think Because even so. Sasha Velour, who mostly goes bald, she still she brought a few wigs to have just to work right. with, you know? Like you gotta you gotta, you gotta That to me something. is really I think that's really the crux of both of the people that I'm worried about is their inability to play the game that is drag race. Yeah. Because when people come in and they're very situated in the type of drag that they do, which is valid and fair. And uh, that's just, great. That's, that, that shows a good self-awareness of what your art is and how you want to express it, which is great. I think that's a great right. thing to have. However, proceed. However, you got to bend and flow with the way that this particular game about drag is played. Yep. yep. You got to, so. you got to play the game. You got to play yeah. the game. You got to do I just, well. I worry about both of those people that they're not going to be willing to play the game, that they're going to be too stuck in the concept of who they want to present or like mm -hmm. who they are, like quote unquote, <laughs> mm -hmm. that they're not going to let those personalities come into the challenges they're going to be like well this is what i do and i don't do that instead of yeah. being like how can i do that and bring who i am yeah i feel like whenever someone says like oh that's not what i do i don't that's not that's not that's not what i that's not my drag or whatever I'm like well right. it's very reminiscent of anyone saying like well that's not really my job at work you know what i mean mm -hmm. like we understand that this is not literally on your job description but it would really help out everyone if you just did this one thing real quick <laughs> like you know what i mean I don't know. Like, yeah, you can totally do that and be fine, but you're not going to be the first person that gets thought of when the promotion comes around. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, it's going to be like, who was a team player? Who was willing to step up a little bit more, you know? Right. So, but in any case, we love all the queens. Welcome to, you know, the, the fandom of it all. Um, if anyone who's watching, please don't be a dick. It's a fucking don't TV. Don't be a dick. <laughs> it's a fucking TV show. Enjoy it. Enjoy the queens that are there. And if your if your queen if your favorite goes home, follow them on Instagram. Send them some Venmo, whatever. And if someone you hate is on the show, I don't know. Take a shot. I don't know. Calm down. <laughs> Play the kids. Yeah. Honestly, not that serious. <laughs> take a walk. Touch some grass. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Touch some grass. Go re <laughs> go rewatch an older <laughs> season of your favorite uh, Drag Race, whatever. Just <laughs> touch some grass. I love that. <laughs> It's so textured, yes. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. I hope you you found some new shows that you're going to watch or avoid, maybe, depending on how, <laughs> how you took all that in. Thank you so much. Uh, follow us on Anchor. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever other podcasts are distributed. Uh, and don't forget to make time for a little side note every now and then. <laughs> Thanks, you guys.